Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, girl. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? How would I know you going to say that? Because I say it every episode. Yes. You've been saying it since last year. Uh, <laughs> no, but um, it's cool. You know, I'm still trying to get back into the swing of things. Like, my regular routine. Like, I'm back at work. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm grateful. But at the same time, I'm like, I ain't ready for this. Like, this adulting <laughs> life is, I hate it here. Adulting like, is so ghetto. I saw a meme that said that. <laughs> it's so ghetto Ooh, child of ghetto um but yeah i i'm okay i'm just getting back into like my everyday routine yeah. which has been an adjustment to be honest like yeah. i, I would i had such a like a great time not doing my adulting things girl then it's like boom you're back bam isn't it crazy how like you can spend time just relaxing and then there you go back yeah. to your routine you girl. gotta pay bills just like that rent due Happy Girl. New Year, rent due. <laughs> That's literally like, how it went. what's up? <laughs> That's literally how it went. But what's been up with you? What's popping? So, girl, your girl's been chilling. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> chilling. I've been working on my personal project. I've been clearing the skin up. Yes. I've important. been uh, getting these edges to come through. Okay. I've been thinking about working out. What? Um, I've been opening the refrigerator. What? You ain't got a two-piece? Girl, I had one today. (laughs) I got a three-piece as a matter of fact. (laughs) I'm crying. No, I really did get a three-piece. And I rolled in in two rolls and a mashed potato. Okay, for y'all that don't know, but Shelby and I used to take acting classes every week, right? (laughs) Yeah, we did. And before, sometimes before we would go to acting class, we had to catch the train. Yeah. And we would stop and get a two-piece. Afterwards or before? It just depended. Yes, but we would always be in that Popeye's line. This is before the chicken sandwich madness. Yes. But, like, we would, like, really be on <laughs> our stuff, but we made sure we would eat. A two-piece, three-piece. Right. I like a two-piece white, spicy. I like a two-piece mashed dark. potatoes. Mm-hmm. Like my meat, just like I like my men. I'm crying. <laughs> hey, I don't like my meat like, wait, it don't matter. But <laughs> I just like the white meat on my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you remember that? So me and Erica went to this is random. <laughs> me and Erica went to Popeyes like, <laughs> one time, like we always do. And yes. first of all, this was a disaster. First of all, when I go to Popeyes, I like to get a two piece dark, but I like to get two legs. And I think the person I'm <laughs> Oh, I remember this. I know what you're gonna the say. The person that was working there. He was not, he's not all there. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say nothing else. That was else. nice. That I'm was, not going to, that's all I'm going to say. That he was, was godlike. But y'all, I rode through the drive-thru and I was like, yeah, let me get a two-piece dark, two legs. I was like, can I get a two-piece dark, two legs, blah, blah, blah. And you know what he said? No. no. <laughs> like Debo, no. I said, Erica, I said, I know this nigga didn't just tell me. He talking about, that's not how it come. <laughs> Sorry, you can't put two legs in that box. Say, come on, I order it. <laughs> Exactly. And so then we do that, and I'm pissed. I am so mad. <laughs> you were literally. But we went back like two weeks later, and, then, <laughs> and she gave you what you wanted. But so then we rolled through it again. So when we were rolling, and then somebody came through the drive-thru because they was mad at somebody oh, else. Oh, yeah. So then we thought it was about to be like a shootout. I was like, I'm just trying to get 
They literally like back they escalate <laughs> up in the drive through. Like you can't back up in a drive through. Like what are you doing? And he like scurried off, but it was like some yelling and some commotion. And I was just like, I'm literally just trying to get my breasts. Right. Um, but the funny thing is, when me and Erica went back <laughs> to Popeyes the next week, I drove around the building <laughs> to see who was at the window. <laughs> Try to see if she gonna get her two legs. They gonna get a leg and a thigh. But the funny thing is, right after I ordered, he came in. I was like. <laughs> But we always go to that same Popeyes, and it, he's never there. So that that was that one time that he was like, "Sir, if you there. don't get your ass back there and give me two legs that he are said, dark," he said, "No." <laughs> he was like, "No." That ain't I how wish y'all would have saw the way I looked at the intercom. Chick Fil A would never. Why <laughs> they would be like, "Yes, ma'am, my pleasure." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep that energy. I was really mad. Like I'm laughing now, but was I was funny. so mad. I miss those Popeyes runs. Like it would be like at ten o'clock at night. Now you know. The people that's working at 10 o'clock at night, they Girl, really ain't with the shit. Don't care. Oh. <laughs> and he was serious. No, that's not how it comes. I must cuss him out. Like, but I always, I come here every Thursday. This is class. nothing new. <laughs> Y'all always do it. You act like putting an extra. Oh, I was so mad. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is random. Speaking of the Popeyes and after class, right? Yeah. I told my parents the story about this man was in our acting class, y'all. And he lied about being in Girls Trip the movie. <laughs> acting class and we had to read like some script or whatever and it had the it had a typo in it do you remember this it had a typo it said the like twice <laughs> so when we had to read our lines this fool gonna read the the <laughs> so it was like it was like whatever like um come join us at nationwide insurance the the best insurance of and i was like i was on the floor and he cut his pants <laughs> okay so in this acting class, it was like I commercial class. <laughs> I will never forget this. It was like a commercial class. So we would like film whatever the commercial script was. for. So this was for like cupcakes or Duncan Hines donuts. And we had a dress in our pajamas for this commercial. And this fool didn't bring no pajamas, but he had on his work clothes, which was like, look like he worked at Sprint or something. Because he had like, or Target. Because he had some khakis that was starched. This fool going to cut his pants in the middle of class. To make him like some short some short pants. Like, sir. First of all, you was not in Girls Trip. Actually, if you ever saw Girls Trip, the first one. That's the only one. Oh, the only one. Oh, in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. It was a crowd of people. So Shelby and I could have been on. We probably were actually We probably in there, we were. we go to Essence every year. He was like, yeah, I was in the movie Girls Trip. Then why well, you in acting class 101? First of all, when he cut them pants and the teacher saw him. It's. The teacher roasted him in front of everyone, y'all. Yo, I literally got on the floor. <laughs> I could not contain myself. I'm like, first of all, sir, what are you doing? And the knees was ashy. Ashy. Them elbows was ashy. Mr. Brown. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not doing this with y'all today. I done worked eight hours. <laughs> then got on the train and came down here. Oh, man. And y'all are trying to do the most. That is hilarious. I don't know why I thought of that, but... Erica, I forgot about that. And we started talking about Popeyes, and I thought about acting class. Ooh, okay, whatever. So let's get into our hilarious. episode for today. He did. He was like... <laughs> the teacher was like, why would you say that? Was That's like, a topo. And then he lied about having kids. Remember that? <laughs> he told the teacher, yeah, I got a wife and children. Um, he didn't have none of that. Um, I don't know. Like, I know this is acting class, but you ain't supposed to be lying and the when we not like, acting. That wasn't the truth. He was like, no. He was like, you can't just lie. <laughs> he was like, I really felt bad for you and your kids. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, none of it's true. So I was like, you weren't in Girls Trip. Boom. Caught you in your life. <laughs> okay. I'm dead. I y'all had to not. be there, y'all. Y'all really had to be there. I'm on the Okay. 
So, dating and relationships. Let's get into our first segment of the day. So, Shelby, I want you to answer this true or false question. Is it true or is it false that you can fall in love at first sight? Do you believe that you know the person is the one for you early on? Or how do you know if the person you're with is in it for the long run or not? I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I'm really struggling with all this right now. Okay, girl. Um, I do believe... I do believe that you can love somebody at first sight, but Shelby doesn't love anybody at first sight. <laughs> I'm going to preface that by saying, how do you know if someone is the one early on, girl? I don't know. I'm crying. That's um, real. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out myself. That's real. Um, literally. I've literally been like, God, is he it? Because you let me know. I mean, really. I, I, I'm, to answer the question, I just don't know. I think, well, for the first part, true or false of love is, at first sight like you said I don't love anybody at first sight and I actually don't think I believe in love at first sight because love is such to me I it carries so much weight yeah and I don't I think people just throw it around like I love Popeyes like <laughs> you know what I mean like what were you talking about Popeyes? I don't know but I'm just making the thing like the relationship between just throwing the word out lo- love out or really actually loving what you're talking about and so I don't think it's possible to love at first sight because if you first see somebody, I think it's infatuation. Yeah, I don't or lust. think that. Yeah, or lust. Like you can definitely lust at first sight. I've oh, for sure. Times. Um, but we all. But I don't really agree with love at first sight. Just like that show, Married at First Sight. You oh my guys, gosh, that's my show, girl. It's a new season. If you've ever seen it, it's about these married couples. It's supposed to be this relationship experiment where they pair couples based on their wants or needs that they submit to these counselors and then they actually get married but they don't meet each other until they're at the altar the bride is walking down the aisle and she sees her um husband for the first time and they actually are legally bound like for real and then they have to go through all these experiments and then at the end of it they decide if they want to stay married or get divorced now to me i can't understand for the life of me why you would want to marry at first sight because i feel like you need to love be in love when you marry like i want to love who i'm walking down the aisle to you know and i think you can always grow into love i don't but i don't think that you should be marrying somebody you don't even know you ain't seen yeah um so i don't i don't believe in love at first sight but i'm also not like a i'm just i look at more of like the realistic thing i want to make sure it's pure yeah not you just lusting after yeah. my flesh <laughs> so i agree um but the other question was do you believe you know the person is the one for you early on i don't know I, um i think for me as of right now no because i'm more of a show me type of person yeah i'm more of a i gotta see how you are in different scenarios type of person yeah so for me for me, love is something that's formed, created, and built. Like, I feel like it's through a series of dates and getting to know each other in actions. Because sometimes it's like the smallest things that can make you can make me like you more, your character, the things that you bring to the table, your vision, how you are as a man, and different things like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think for me it's something that's built, but it's something for me that has it's something for me that has to be built and that takes some time. Yeah. At this point in my life, I, like, when I love, I love really, really hard. And I'm all in. Like, my mama tells me I'm psychotic. Like, because <laughs> your girl be all in. But it takes me a while to get there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like, kind of like what you said, just going off what you said. Like, I have to make sure it's real and I have to make sure that it's pure. Because I don't take it lightly. But 
falling in love is one of those things that man, once you in, man. Yeah. Um, I I don't think in any of my past relationships I've known early on. Yeah. The only thing I've known is that if I wanted to give this a try. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I can't agree knowing with. if the person is the one, this is what I've been praying on in like this season of my life is that I do have discernment and that I know the person. Yeah. If the person is the one for me. Now I've always heard that men know like what they want to do or like if the if she's the one or if she's just gonna be your girl, like whatever. I've always heard that, but I'm not sure how true that is because I've been in short term relationships where um, they felt like they knew. And I've been in long-term relationships where it's like, took them forever to know. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how true that is, but I've always prayed that I just have the discernment to know, um, early on. And I pray that he has the discernment to know early on too. Um, but it also says, how do you know if the person you're with is in it for the long run? That's very tricky because you have to get to the long run to uh, to see if yeah. it's the long run. That's like <laughs> that's like a show me type of thing. That's yes. a like in, that's like an in the weeds type of thing. Yes, and it's it's crazy because you don't like I always say you don't know what you don't know, Listen. and so. People always be like, yeah, I got your back. Like, I've dealt with but this in friendships. Really? But, like, if really something goes down, are you going to be there for me? Are you going to ride for me if I get sick, if my hair fall out? Like, you still going to think I'm cute? Like, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, are you really in it for me? Like, are you my yeah. person? Are you my, like, ride yeah. or die in this life? Because if, because I feel like if this can go into two different ways where, we always talk about like women. We always feel like we got to suffer before we oh, get, like, the one. I've done it enough. Man, so I just feel like that's not really what this is asking. Like, just because, oh, I'm going to stick it through to the long run, that yeah. doesn't mean you got to suffer through the long run. Yeah. I would say for me, um, I was talking to my cousin or whatever, and I was just telling her, you know, and dating and getting to know people and different things like that. Like, I've realized that, for instance, like, if I'm dating a guy, I can like you, but I've had... I don't know if you're the one or I don't know if you're the one for me or mm -hmm. I don't know if we could try to make this work. Mm -hmm. And she, she, now that she gave, so she asked me, she was like, as you're dating and you're talking to men, she was like, see if he is a person. She was like, because you want him to be your best friend. You want him to be the person that you can go to bat with. You can go to war with. She was like, is he somebody that you can call if you have a bad day? Is he somebody that's going to encourage you when you have a dream? Can you call him and talk about nothing? If you need him at 2 a.m. to come fix your tire, is he going to pick up the phone right. and come? Does he, does he ask you questions about different things like that? And my mind started wondering, and I was like, I don't know, because I haven't gotten to that point yeah. with any man yet. So. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. She was like, start paying attention to the little things and mm -hmm. things like that. She was like, and if you don't want to ask him, she was like, test him out. She was like, call his ass one random day and just start talking and see what he say. Yeah. She was like, have a bad day, call him and see what he say. She was like, sometimes, you know, if you're scared to bring it up, she was like, sometimes you just got to throw him in the fire and see what they made of. That's true. Because some one situationship <laughs> that I had been in, like, I really wanted to be with this man. And he just wasn't with it. And so I decided to let it go. And it went on for like a year. Um, and I remember I had got really sick to where I was in the hospital. And he came to visit me every day that I was in there. And I was in there for like a week and a half. And I was like, but you didn't want to be with me. But you sitting up in this hospital bed with me. You know, and like talking to my parents and bringing me like stuffed animals and flowers and stuff. So it's like sometimes you, the person that you expect to be there for the long run doesn't even realize how important you are to them until yeah. it's something serious like yeah. that. And then you'd be like, oh, well, you was the, the one sitting next to me in the hospital bed 
when it got that serious. Yeah. But I don't ever want to have to challenge a nigga for, yeah. excuse my language, but I don't want to have to challenge you to understand if you're going to be there for me. Like, I need to know that before yeah. I'm in the hospital bed, yeah. before I'm struggling or, or yeah. whatever. I would definitely agree. So I'm going to ask you this. So have you watched the Kevin Hart documentary? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And so what did you think about? We're just, I just want to specifically ask you about his cheating scandal. Okay. What did you think about that portion, how he explained it and how he handled it, and then how he and how his wife was right? Because I just want to preface this by saying, like, I actually really enjoyed the documentary. I did, too. Because I feel like it humanized him, and I feel like we forget that he's a human, that he's a person. Yes. So I would say, overall, I, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the documentary overall, because I know a lot of people were saying they didn't like it, and he was an asshole. He's human. Yeah. He got a lot of money, like, bruh, whatever. Yeah. But I'm just really interested to see, like, particularly what do you think about that? The because cheating. we because we were talking, because you had just mentioned about having to go through all this to get the good man. Okay. Because I have some thoughts, too. Yeah, okay. So, first off, um, for him to have cheated on Iniko while she was pregnant. Eight months pregnant. Yes, eight months pregnant, about to have their child. From a woman's perspective, I'm I'm usually first on the woman's side because I am a woman. Now, I've never, you know, had a baby or anything, so I can't imagine, like, the stress hormones. that you would go through and the hormones and stuff. But my first instinct was, from her perspective, you all you can't never say, like, what you would do. Yeah. But I feel like for him to be in such a the spotlight and I probably know that she probably kicked him out and was like, you know, don't come home. And she and probably stuff. Him all the but way if out. you think about it, women that get with men like that, they're usually, well, I don't really, I don't know her obviously, but to me, it just looks like she, the only, she would have to start over and fall back on probably her parents or everything. Because that, because she depends on him and his lifestyle. His prenup is probably airtight. Exactly. So my thing was, for her to stay, number one, she wasn't giving up that lifestyle. Number two, she probably, you know, re- obviously she really loved him and this is her first child with him and so she really wanted to make it work. But I feel like in his caliber, yeah, she was not about to give up that, that position. Yeah, She was going to find a way to make it work. And that's yeah. why we always say, like, you should always, like, have something of your own yeah. in case something embarrassing like that because not only was he cheating but it was on camera and it was embarrassing for her and so I just think that the way he tried to turn it was a business deal the way he tried to use his um comedic stand-up as like yeah whatever it was called but he basically turned it into something that he used in his stand-up which I mean everybody got a testimony but I just felt like you were trying to turn it into oh I just made a mistake of course you just made a mistake but I don't know if I want you doing that on every city 50 city tour talking about how you was fucking some chick on a video while I'm pregnant yeah and so I don't really know like um yeah I just, I'm a different woman than her. I can just tell her, tell yeah. that I'm a different woman than her. Yeah. That's all I can say. Um, but go so ahead. I, def- <laughs> I definitely agree with what you said, with everything you said. The other thing that stuck out to me, I didn't, I didn't like how he, how he tried to portray blaming cheating on his friends not being there. Yes. That's what bothered me. Because honestly, sorry, mm-hmm. but the friend that was there was the one that extorted him. Remember? Oh, yeah. Or, so-called 
extorted him. So your friend, what you did have a friend. So that's I think the whole cheating thing bothered me, but that's the part that bothered me the most because I don't feel like he took full accountability for what he did. I don't care how drunk you are. I don't care what you're doing. You're Kevin Hart. Like women are gonna be throwing right vagina at you left and right because you got money. Not vagina. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say something else, but you know, <laughs> trying to keep it PJ. Um. Because of who you are and your status and different things like that. Yeah. So I think for me, I was just really disappointed in the blame that he had. And then, I know y'all, like, I understand his friends riding for him saying, you know, if we were there, um, we would have tapped him on the shoulder and did this and do that and blah, blah, blah. So that lets me know that's not the first time that you've done it. I really yes. think that's the first time that you got caught. Exactly. I don't, that's what I personally yes, think. Because I think your friends that usually go with you mm-hmm. cover it up a little yes. bit more because you're their moneymaker. Yes. If we're just being honest. Exactly. And I think, I think for me, that's what bothered, that's what mm-hmm. bothered me the most about it mm-hmm. is that you just didn't take accountability for it. Yeah. Exactly. Because, and another reason I think that he's done it before, because your friend, I saw this thing on Twitter and this girl said something and it was so real. She was like, this is not the first time that he's done that. Because his friend knew exactly where to put that camera mm-hmm. before he got in there. So this must be something regular. She was like, that's equivalent. She was like, for example, she was like, I don't smoke and I don't drink. So if you leave cigarettes and, and alcohol in the room, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah. But if this is something you already do and you're an addict or whatever it is, then you're going to do it. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is a really good you that, know, analogy. Yes, that's so real. I think... That every, I think every woman is different. I can't say what I would do or wouldn't do, right. but I think I don't think I could do that. Like yeah. especially publicly, I understand. Like you take, I just don't think I could do it. I think I can see her point of view. Like I said, I'm a different woman than her, but I can see her point of view as like she is in this relationship with this celebrity. She's not giving up that lifestyle. Yeah. What did she do besides be his wife? She had like a sunglass thing. She did. Oh well. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of women are not going to give up that position. And so, um, because he can get any woman that he wants now that he's famous. Because I'm like, would you really be messing with him if he wasn't, like, as big as he is? I mean, when she met him, apparently he wasn't as big, but he was still known. Um, But I think, I I like what you said about how he tried to cover it up with his friends. I think that guys have a bro code. Just like we have a, and, like a girl code. Yeah, and if and if he want to mess with somebody, they ain't going to say nothing. But like you said, he's paying. Yeah. You know. I'm not going to lie. Like, I know you would never do anything like this. But if you did it, I would try to cover it up for you. I mean, you're yeah. a friend. It's like yeah. the girl code. Like, you should be doing that. So, I, I just, just don't like how you try to spin it and, like, make it this whole PR thing. Well, let's put it in your stand-up and let your friends yeah. know, accepting, you know, that you did it. No, you're making jokes of it. This, like, is, not, this is not a game. No, and I just think I'm just. Yeah. I, I can't see myself, yeah. like, giving him, yeah. like, basically he has the power in the relationship. Yeah. That's what I see, I see I but think it's, I don't know. I think it's so important. I know we're a little bit off topic, but I think it's so important, and I stand by this. You can ask Erica this. Like, this is one of my big goals that I always have for myself. I really think it's important for women to be able to stand on their own. Mm-hmm. I think an example is that if you watch Married to Medicine, and obviously we don't know what went on in Quad and her ex-husband's her ex-husband's life. Yeah. We don't know. Right. All the allegations. Whatever. Yeah. Doesn't really matter right now. Yeah. But what sis did mm-hmm. was she set herself up. Yeah. I'm not saying that she used him because I don't think she used him. Right. But I'm saying that she used what was available to her yes. to create a lane for her. Exactly. Self. And I think it's important 
we're going to get back on topic. But <laughs> I think it's important for women to create a lane for yourself, to have assets by yourself, to have a bank account by yourself, to have a life by yourself, and to have a, a an identity by yourself apart mm-hmm. from a man. Mm-hmm. Specifically somebody that's... I think so many times as women, women are used to being under their man's identity. Yes. And I think one of the things as I'm putting myself out there and dating, is I just want to make sure that I have a separate identity from, from whoever I'm dating. Like, I want to be known as a whole person by myself. Yes. Like, my name is Shelby. Call me Shelby. Yeah. Please. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that that's important in different things like that. I think, and, I, and just, I guess, to kind of tie back in, I think a lot of times, when we start dating somebody and we fall head over heels in love and we lust it and we like it and we love it and we touch it and we mm-hmm. doing whatever, I think that we get lost yeah, in trying to be everything to that man or mm-hmm. be everything to that person and we forget to be ourselves. And one thing I'm really trying to maintain is being my authentic self. Because yeah. I need to know if you like me just like this. Girl, I have answered the door raggedy. <laughs> Girl, hair wrapped in everything. And I think it's really important to show up authentically as yourself, but I think it's important to try to maintain your identity as you're falling in love and as you're dating and as you're doing those things because it's so it's so easy to get lost into doing all that. And I think sometimes we want to be in love so bad and we want to have that man so bad mm-hmm. and we want to have that life so bad that sometimes as women we'll morph into who we think we'll morph into who we think he needs. Yes. But does he ever morph into what you need? Nope. And you know what's petty? I mean, this is none of my business, and I don't know them. I don't know Nico. I don't know Kevin. But I really like his ex-wife, Tere. I love it. And I feel like he they up. have a beautiful family. Like, why didn't you stay with her? Like, she helped you, like, write your jokes, and, like, now you're riding off into the sunset Because, you know, girl. a lot of people say her jokes are funnier. Like, Yeah, wrote them. I've heard she that, too. Them. And I'm just like, you're riding off into the sunset with some new chick, basically, that, like, you just want to have as a trophy to me. And I feel like, you know, they always say, like, you know, a dude get a little money, now he wants the trophy wife. And it's yeah. like, I can see, because honestly in the documentary, if you watched it, I just am like an observer and I just felt like the chemistry was off. Like, it was weird. Like She I'm was like, a little blah to me, actually. She, was, she, she didn't was, have as much personality as I thought. Thank you. Or, yes. or like, okay, like, okay, this may be odd or weird or petty, but when she called him and she, he, he was asking about his son, she was like, oh, I don't know. She said something about, I don't know how long your son's been asleep. He yeah. hasn't been. Girl, go in that room yeah. and look in there and tell him to get up yeah it was very weird and, and i think that some men that are in power they probably want somebody like that and i feel like Teray's personality is more outgoing and she probably wasn't gonna stick up for that <laughs> stay, hey, stay for none of that she re- she really wouldn't but so it wasn't going she down probably like would have burnt that house down if he would have did what hey press pause did you watch that series on i don't know if it was on vh1 or mtv um of about left eye and andre Rizzo. not yet but i want to hey listen it's good because sis really it. burnt that yeah bitch and she tried down. to say i was just trying to burn up his shoes girl girl uh, you know for a fact it was in the crate okay i gotta let you watch it and we'll yeah, talk about it next back up yeah. but it was insane like he really wrote for her like he i heard now he had some problems too and then I went and looked up his pictures from back in the day. Baby was a zaddy. Baby was zaddy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> he was a zaddy. Sir. Yes. Okay. What's up? What's his name? Andre? Yes. Okay. Let's Girl, see he was, he's like 50 now. That's but... even a zaddy name. Okay. <laughs> Erica. At this point. Get off the mic. <laughs> you are out of control. Okay. Um, We've been back for three weeks and you already acting <laughs> up. Okay, where were we at? Um, dating relationships. Okay, so yes, if you haven't watched the documentary, just let us know what you think. Cause I yeah. feel like 
Yeah. I just, women just, she ain't gonna give up them private planes. No, she's not. She ain't gonna give up that million dollar home. No. Multi million dollar home. She ain't giving up that, you know, hundred thousand yeah. dollar car, no. like, for some girl that he messed with, which, like you said, he probably been doing that, but just got caught. Yeah. And I think for me, just to kind of tie back into our original question, because we go on rants. Mm-hmm. I brought I brought you into my rant world now. <laughs> yeah. We've been friends too long. <laughs> um, like I said, just for me, like I really don't believe in love in first sight. Maybe lust, like, but oh, I know. Sure. But I think for me, it just it takes me a while to warm up to you. Period. Because even sometimes, like when I hang out with my friend, like I be real standoffish. <laughs> be like, why are you acting like that? Yeah, I don't know why people say love at first sight. I don't. Love is such a strong word for me. Like yeah. I have, I have never been in a relationship where I've said I love you first. I mean, neither. I may feel those feelings, but I think love is also an action. It's not just yes. like I love you, okay. But what if I'm in a bad mood and I cuss you out? You still gonna love me? But you like, know what? I forget. I think that people. You just said something. I think that people forget that love is an action. It I is. think a lot of people just think of love as a word or a feeling. Yeah, but they forget that it's actually an action. An action. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I don't believe in that, but we are gonna see. I'll call you be like, girl, I'm in love. I just saw him. Five I'm just minutes trying ago. to like somebody for longer than a month. So, girl, I'll let y'all know how they go. I'm just trying to keep somebody's number for longer than five seconds. Girl, you know, at <laughs> one point, I'm not even trying to be funny. At one point, the only men's numbers that I had in my phone was my dad, my uncles, my brother, and my best friend Shelby. <laughs> That's it. That's the only guys yeah. that was hitting my line. I was telling Shelby, and he was like, for us, oh, I said I had to delete them all, friend. Yes. And then do. like two weeks later, boom, your girl started dating. Sometimes, like, I read something where it's like, um, you got to be disciplined enough to not hit up them exes just because you want a boyfriend right now. And I'm Listen, like, you know what? Because honestly, you know how all these memes talking about, like, don't send me no Merry Christmas. Don't send me no New no, Year's. Don't. I got so many of those. And I was like, bruh, like, no. You know what I hate? This is not your 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 way in, your toe right. in the dough. No, it's not. I hate when I'm on social media looking like a snack and you try to slide in my DMs and heart my stuff. No. Sir, Mm-mm. get out Mm-mm. to the left, to the left. Mm-mm. I don't have time for that. Mm-mm. And I'm petty. I leave you on red. Yeah, somebody hit me up to my, uh, yeah, so where you at? Oh, okay. I when are you coming back? I think uh, it's so no. creepy. I saw this thing. I saw this meme. And it was like, dudes will really ask you where you at. And excuse my language. And it was like me. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I think it's really creepy. I think if you're not my dude or my or like my guy friend, like my best friend. Don't ask me where I'm at. Like, yes. for safety purposes, especially for safety purposes, I don't really tell anybody where I am. No. So, I don't, like, I'll tag myself in Dallas, but I won't tag where I am. I'll tag, like, if I tag where I am, it's after I'm already left. Me too. <laughs> so, be safe, ladies. That's it. Yes. So, let's move on to our journey segment. So, this is where we talk about how our journey is going with all things melanin, our brand. So, we want to talk about our year three. Okay? So, we feel like we're just getting started, right? Yeah. And I feel like we've been successful, but we've had some failures and we've learned from them. So what do you think that we've been successful at thus far? And what do you think we have failed at but learned from? I think what we've been really successful at is evolving as we've gone and changing as needed. I think the great thing about us being in a similar field or whatever career-wise and wanting to be in the career that we want to be in is that that is a field that is ever-changing, ever-evolving, and ever-growing and that you have to be adaptable. And I think that... I feel like our vision that we started out with is still the same, but I think the route to get there and the things that we want to implement in our brand have changed. And I yeah. think we've done a really good job of adapting, evolving, 
and doing what we need to do to get our brand. So I think that's something that we've been really successful at. I think something that we failed at at first sometimes is really hearing each other speak and not, mm-hmm. not I think a lot of times we used to listen to, we used to listen to reply and mm-hmm. not listen to plan, mm-hmm. if that makes, I don't know if that's the best way to put mm-hmm. that. I know but I mean. think the one thing that helped us with it is that we had a conversation because when we did have a conversation, we came and found out that you felt like you weren't being heard. And then I felt like I wasn't being heard. So once we put it all on the table, we were able to evolve our com- communication skills. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I would say for success, I think what we've been successful at this far is consistency. Yeah. We have, you know, been, like we always say, been blessed to have two of us, but it's still hard to maintain your consistency. We have so much content that we push out and so much, so many ideas and creativity that um, whenever we write down a goal or we want to do this, we make sure we plan it out and we maintain that yeah. that goal and we make sure we consistently put stuff out. Um, one thing I think we failed at was probably the opposite <laughs> would be, learning or what we learned from this is learning when to take a break yeah like we failed at that a couple of times friend to where yeah. i just had to call you girl i can't think of no topic to write for this blog i'm um, tired yeah. i don't even want to schedule this <laughs> right so i think what we learned from that is that it's okay to take a break and i know we always preach this but it's because this is what we've learned personally and professionally but i think once we um realize that we need to learn when to stop it benefited us from our successes of being so consistent that we could repurpose our content because we had so much because yeah. we were so consistent these whole three years that we had other things to use so I think that's where we um were I could say fail but I always think failures are lessons yeah so I don't want to say like oh you failed at that but yeah. we really learned um the lesson from that so I think um how would you say we can measure like success like how do do we think we're successful at year one year two year three or do we think that like oh until we reach our five-year goal we're not successful or do you think maybe there's success in seasons or what I think okay so I have multiple answers to this question <laughs> okay so one on one part I think that we're 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 as successful as we think we are and we're as successful as as long as we put in the work and yeah. and do what we're called to do. Yeah. So I think we're successful in that part. But for me, another way that I measure success is the impact that we're making with our brand and with our podcast. Yeah. I think when I hear people say, oh, y'all are so chill or y'all are so cool or y'all are really like y'all are, or people comment, us, comment on our stuff or messages or when I see the numbers increasing from listening to our podcast, mm-hmm. that's success for me because I know that people are listening in their um, receiving our information. So that's more of, those are the two or three ways that I measure success for mm-hmm. us. What about you? Uh, the way I would measure it is whatever goal we have written down with the date to it or yeah. whatever we have highlighted to make sure we do, we do it. Yeah. And I think that's a success in itself is to stay um, committed to what your goal is. Mm-hmm. So whether it be less saying that we're going to record our podcast for the month or whatever, we make sure that we do that. So I think celebrating those small successes is important too so you won't get overwhelmed and burn out and feel like you haven't. You need to keep going and not take a break because you haven't been successful. No, you need to, like, I think we need to measure, 
uh, notice and measure the small successes along the way. So I think we're really good at having goals and being like, okay, we marked that off. That's success. Okay, we have our content schedule for the month. Okay, that's success. Yeah. You know, um, things like that. So yeah, I think we're we're on the definitely on the yeah. right track, and I think that this year I forgot what our mantra that we said was. I think it was like uh, not playing small. Oh yeah, that's it. So even though I feel like we have gone so hard um, for the past three years, I think now that we've really understood like when to take breaks, I think that that allow us to go harder yeah. in certain periods. We're of time. literally about to lean the fuck in excuse my language yeah mm-hmm. so one last question that i have for you um looking back like when me and erica started this brand obviously we had a vision of what we wanted to do but looking back so looking back at day one september yeah. 15th mm-hmm. 2017 yep is our brand currently now i guess what you thought it would be or I guess like how has has your view of our brand changed since we started or like what are your thoughts I guess overall of where we started from from where we are now I think we've really grown into who we are from year one yeah um (laughs) kind of like this is horrible but kind of like when you like when you see yourself as a child and you're like, ooh, I grew into my looks. That Listen, type of thing. Like I went through some pictures while I was at home <laughs> and I said, bye-bye. It's kind of like Gross. that thing. Like, you've grown into, um, I feel like we've grown into who our brand is at year three. I think we made the consistent steps to get here. Mm-hmm. Like, figuring out who our audience is, um, figuring out what works for us, what the best way to have engagement with listeners or readers or viewers. So I think that it has, it's different than what I envisioned, but I'm not sure what I exactly expected at year one, but I feel like we really found our niche. Yeah. And, and just roll with it. And I think that that is when you do that, you fall in line of like where you're supposed to be at. Yeah. Like looking back, like I'm literally so proud of this. Because, like you, I don't know what I imagined, but this has far exceeded anything that I could have ever prayed or wished or hoped for. Yeah. And I think for me, I think what gives me the most the most joy is that we have literally and are literally building this from the ground up. Like, from yes. the dirt. Yes. Like, literally, y'all, like, we built this from the dirt. Yes. From nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the thing that I'm most proud of. So when we get to our, quote, destination, we can look back and say how we built this. There was there were no favors. There nope. were no handouts. Nope. There was no help. There was none of that. It was nope. literally me, Erica, and God grinding this out. And I think for me, I'm just, I'm just really proud, first and foremost, of us. I'm really happy that it's allowed our friendship to grow, I, that it's allowed our friendship to evolve, that it's allowed us to evolve as, um, professionals and as creatives and it's challenged us because me and Erica have got on Google Google University and YouTube University and figured some stuff out. Yeah. So I think for me, another thing just in these three years, I'm just really proud how we grew, how we're growing this from nothing and how we're literally creating a table, creating a table for people to inspire and motivate 
and encourage women of color and entrepreneurs. Like, that's what I'm the most proud for, like, from the ground. Yes. And I think that says a lot because I think a lot of people, they just want to be invited to the table and then given a leg up. But when we Mm -hmm. realized that that wasn't going to work for us, and even if we were, like, it wasn't going to be what we wanted, that we took the initiative and said, this is what we want and this is what we want to look for. And we have evolved and changed and wobbled and did everything that we needed to do to get here so that's what I would definitely say I just wanted to add that tidbit yes and I think that a lot of times we see somebody's successes and we feel like oh yeah that's where I want to be but you don't actually realize that it probably took them 10 years to get that yeah and so sometimes you know when you're at your year three you're like okay we should be here now and it's like no maybe that's not where you're supposed to be yet I saw this thing that says it takes 10 years to be an overnight celebrity mm-hmm. and um i know when we were in essence we went to the uh to see um dead ass with dead um uh, with Kadeen yeah. and deval and he on one of his podcasts or one of his things because i love their stuff mm-hmm. he was saying it took him 10 years yeah to get where he is mm-hmm. 10 years to reap the benefits mm-hmm. he was saying when he first started like their youtube series and stuff with their sons and stuff he said people told him he was crazy why would you put your family out there like that why would you do that mm-hmm. you know yeah but now people are praising him and his wife and different things like that and the other thing was he was saying that i just thought was amazing because i stand a man that stands his wife okay he was saying that he couldn't he couldn't have done, because I think that she left to go do a project, and somebody was like, well, why? And he was like, I can't do what I do if it wasn't for her, because she sacrificed, and she's believed in the vision, and she's let me go off and do what I need to do. Yes. So I thought that was amazing, but when I but when I sat back there and thought that, I was like, 10 years. He put in 10 years yes. to get where he is now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, me and Erica are on year Yes. because of technology and because of networking and because yes. of sliding DMs and different things like that, it's allowed us to a progress a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, Shelby, are you willing to put in the work, the time, the effort, the sleepless nights or whatever to get where you want to be? And I was like, in yes. the words of Ty, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Ty. <laughs> um, absolutely. But, yeah, I think because I also read something about staying dedicated and it was saying that um, 10,000 hours makes you an expert. And they were saying 10,000 hours is 10 years. And I'm like, bruh, like, I don't yeah. know how many. I, right. I probably got about um, 200 hours. Right. <laughs> like, because the reality is you're always not going to feel like it. You're yes. always not going to want to. You're always not going to yes. be. You're always not going to be inclined to yeah. but are you disciplined enough to That's do you have the work is. ethic to do you have the mentality to because at the end of the day I just realized you got to be smart you got to have the talent mm-hmm. but if we're being honest it's can't you outwork the next person exactly I feel like that's what it comes down to yes so it's so good because I, I can't speak for you but I know that I didn't realize any of this in, until now like until we have done one year uh, one year two years yeah three years like because obviously I didn't I didn't expect us to be overnight success but everybody got a recipe but try to give you the sauce and it's like you have to have your own recipe for your own sauce listen that part like I can't go out here and do exactly what Oprah did I can look at what she did but I got to make my own recipe and my own sauce for us I feel like that's what we need we're doing actually because I don't really see anybody else doing what we're doing exactly yeah and so I think once this thing gets really off the ground, which it will, in Jesus' name, um, 
it's really gonna be powerful and it's yeah. gonna be like wow y'all made your own recipe y'all got your own sauce y'all got some sides a two-piece right. with two legs right so, <laughs> i just think that this is something that we're creating on our own yeah which is and that's something great. that i'm just i'm just really really proud of like like i was sitting, up, sitting back thinking about it and i was like wow like if you would have told me four or five years ago that i would meet a new friend that's one of my closest friends that i travel with that I can talk to, and we start a whole brand. I would have been like, "Bitch, no, girl, bye." <laughs> but, no, I'm just, I'm just yeah. really proud of all things Melon, and I'm just really excited to see where it's going. I can't believe it's year three. Like, wow! Thank y'all for rocking with us. We always say this, but we right. really appreciate the support, and we love it. Like, we love y'all. Thank yeah. you. Okay. So let's get into our guest segment, Dreams and Connections. This segment is catered to our go-getters going after their dreams and killing it in the industry. Today, we want to introduce to you Erica Range. Erica Range is a realtor, director of First Impressions for Keller Williams, president of Pearl's Ministry, and a full-time student. She is an East Texas native and Dallas-bred individual. Erica lives to serve out her purpose of inspiring people to pursue home and property ownership and self-development. Erica has fulfilled a five and a half year career in banking where she had held numerous leadership roles. At the age of 23, she decided to take a leap by faith of investing in herself and becoming a self-employed realtor servicing the DFW area. She's here to leave her mark on the world and build a legacy by educating the importance of ownership and financial literacy. Erica has also started her journey to becoming financially independent by age 30. (laughs) In doing so, she intends to document her process, showing step-by-step how she will accomplish such a monumental goal while sharing her knowledge and wisdom to propel others. Only being in real estate for over a year as of today, Erica has made an impact within the renter's market and is now transitioning into the buyer's and seller's world, believing that the best is yet to come. So, Erica, after we done read all your credentials and let the people know that you are overly qualified, yes. I got to ask you, what's good, what's happening, what's popping, how you feeling? I am good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. It has been a crazy week, but I'm here. Yes. 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 I'm here. Look, so I'm excited. Um, so <laughs> school started this week, so it definitely put a whole lot more on my plate. But, yeah. you know, it's nothing to a go-getter. You just got to get out of here and do it. Yeah. I know. That's right. So I got to ask you, <laughs> what part of East Texas are you from? From Lufkin, Texas. Have I'm y'all ever Texas. heard of Lufkin? Yes. I have because I'm from East Texas, but not that part of East Texas. Got you. Where are you from? From Dangerfield, Texas. Oh, oh, okay. That's, okay. Never, She's like, that's easy. That's easy, girl. It's the country. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to go ahead and um, get into our go-getter questions and different things like that. So, Erica, tell us what made you, like, decide to become, like, a real estate agent. So, my journey into real estate first started um, early on in my career in banking. It was one of those things where people just kept telling me, other real estate agents, people in property management were like, hey, you should really get into real estate. And I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I ignored it for a good four years. Yeah. And then um, once I decided to move to Dallas, I was like, okay, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And after cashing so many realtors' checks, I was like, 
maybe I should think about getting a (laughs) 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 And so um, I also realized that I had a different experience as far as apartment shopping than other people did. Like I loved to apartment shop and other people would be like, girl, why? It's the worst. But I was like so excited. Like, yes, show me your property. I want to see. I'm just like, I'm more excited than the leasing agent is just because (laughs) I just enjoyed the experience itself, you know? So um, after doing that, I was like, well, I don't want to just be at one property. I want to be at all the properties. So I just got my real estate license. It just made sense to go ahead and get it. And if I'm going to be licensed, do it everywhere. Yeah, that's that amazing. Because you post so many like beautiful properties like on your page, and I'd be like, that looks so nice. You or know, that yes. looks so good. And you know what? Yes. One thing is that I think is so like amazing about you is that you're a millennial, right? And mm-hmm. you, and to me, I don't really see a lot of. I know we're in real estate, but I don't really see a lot of millennials educating other millennial yes. home buyers or sellers or renting like we don't know yeah. what to do I mean, no, exactly. but, you know I don't know nothing so I think <laughs> it's really awesome that your your niche is like you know ed- educating because if I see somebody like myself that is educated in that I'm gonna most likely go to you yeah and exactly. be like girl you understand like, like I'm young I don't me. I don't really <laughs> have the coinage yet but like what yes. can I do so yes. um, what's the most important thing for you when helping a client find property or real estate So it's definitely adding value. And just like you said, um, a lot of us millennials, we don't know what to do. And so this is the biggest purchase of a lot of people's lives, like pretty much the biggest purchase that you will ever do. So within this process, I want to make sure that I'm adding value to anyone that I assist and just making sure that they know exactly what's coming, what's going on throughout the whole entire process, um, how to prepare themselves to actually get ready to make this uh, purchase. So it's just all about adding value. And I also feel like that's what makes you different as a real estate agent. Some people are just like in it for the commission and I'm in it because I want to build wealth. And I know this is a way to build wealth. So why not actually like open other people's eyes to building wealth? Because that's exactly what you're doing. It's like the first step of wealth building. Over 90% of millionaires are involved into real estate in some way, some like some way, some fashion, rather that's residential, commercial, whatever the case may be. So it's all about just adding value. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So when you are like, when people are reaching out to you or like you're taking people on tours and different things like that, are there any like questions or misconceptions that people come to you about? Yes. Um, A lot of it is how much money do I need? And I have a client, like really it's not as expensive as people think. So my lender, um, which I work with some of the best, um, he has a program to, that'll get you moved into a home for $500. Wow. Listen, I need to yes. get, uh, yeah. Yes. Talk after this uh, recording. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not as expensive as people, you know, think a lot of people think they might have to have 10% down, 20% down. Yeah. It's not always, you know, that case. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the best mis- misconception that I come across. And your credit score just has to be a minimum of 580. So um, that's what it takes to qualify for an FHA. FHA is typically 3.5% down, but there are grants out there to help you pay that 3.5% down. 
See, you're so basically what you said is I'm getting a house next time. That's <laughs> what you're saying. You really me. are dropping knowledge because I, for me, I live in an apartment um, mm-hmm. by myself and in the DFW area, um, all apartments are pretty much the same between 1200 and 1500 And it's just like, it just yes. depends on where you want to live. Yeah, and so exactly. someone that lives by themselves, how am I, I would always think that like, oh, I got to have at least 17, 15, 20% down. Yeah. How no, am no, I supposed no, no. to save for that? living well, in can, a, an apartment with that much cost in rent you know like, right awesome that you said that and that just gives yeah. me hope like because okay, I, I honestly I honestly did not know that because I feel like a lot of people you know that post about like homes and different things like that they say what you just said about putting 10% down and having this and having that and I'm like man yeah I don't know I'm gonna do that so yeah really like I guess refreshing to have you know different facts and just know that it is possible that's something that you want to do but it just goes to show that you have to be connected to someone like you who knows their facts who knows the market and you know can get you into something that's more comfortable and that's not going to have you like breaking the bank and killing yourself exactly exactly so it's definitely not as bad as people think and just like you said it's just all about getting connected with that right person that will educate you on different things of course a lot of lenders they don't talk about like grants and things like that because I mean they don't like to do them it's a lot of paperwork that goes into it but there are lenders that do not mind they will Mm-hmm. do that paperwork real quick to get you inside yeah. of a home yeah. so definitely it's y'all just we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk yeah. about that afterwards yeah. <laughs> yeah. homeowners in 2020 okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so um so we've been talking about this about you being a real estate agent and how you just really kind of took a leap of faith um from banking to go into being a real estate agent so what would you tell somebody who is on the fence about following their dreams or trying something new or trying something that's out of their comfort zone. Do it. Just do it. And it is a lot easier said than done. Um, My transition into real estate overall, it took me about a year and a half. And throughout that year and a half, I doubted myself so much. I actually failed my test. You have three times to take it. I failed it two times. And that third time was like, okay, Erica, if you don't pass this test, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Maybe this isn't for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And just, I started to to collect these doubts in my mind. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I'm not seeing this vision in my mind for no reason. Right. Um, no one will understand your vision as much as you understand and you can see yeah. your own vision. So it's really important to not let things get in the way of that so when you're talking to people about the things that you're doing okay cool it's good to hear what people have to say but you have to also learn how to filter out things that are needed and filter out things that are not needed because if I would have listened to everybody that had this and this to say I wouldn't be a real estate agent today (laughs) oh my god that is is so key and it's great yes. you made the point that you had three times to take it because most people would have quit by the first time yeah. they failed, the second time they failed. And it's great that you didn't let those doubts overtake you because let's be honest, when you're stepping into a new um, world or or industry, it can be daunting and you don't really know like, okay, like you just said, is this for me? But when you walked in apartments, there wasn't no coincidence that you loved doing that. Like you exactly. didn't know people's apartment or the home or, yeah. uh, you know, interested in that kind of thing. So I think that was just a test for you. And exactly. I think that it's exactly. awesome that you just took that step forward and was like, I'm going to just do this. Yeah. Exactly. I'm meant to and it's all, 
it's all about timing as well. Um, that's another thing that I would say. So um, I had to really just kind of sit down and think about it. Like, what is God? I am a strong believer, but what is God trying to tell me within this? Me not passing the test, maybe am I rushing it? Maybe it just wasn't at that particular time, it wasn't the best time for me to pass my test and get my real estate license. Yeah. But it seems like once I did pass, everything just started happening the way it needed to happen. So yeah. I'm thankful for my journey. It has been tough. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's been easy because it has not. Um, it's definitely a transition of life for me. Yeah. I'm 24 and I'm typically the youngest person in the room. So when people, yeah. I've even had this happen. Like I go to show and they be like, oh, you're the Asian. You was 15. Well, thank you. you know, but it's typically something that people my age just don't get into. Not until, you know, they're farther on in life. So yeah. I had a dream that I went for it. That's one thing that I will say, and I commend myself for doing that, and yeah. I commend myself for not stopping and, and giving up on this, because actually, like, it's the best thing that has happened to me, so I'm so just grateful and happy to be here in this, yeah. you know, just yeah. like this element right now, so it's amazing. That's so amazing, because like, like you said, like, a lot of people don't, like, bet on themselves. Mm -hmm. right you like took a chance to bet on yourself and it's just amazing because I feel like sometimes we don't see like good representation of like women of color doing other things you know yeah. what I mean mm -hmm. like being mm -hmm. like being doctors being you know things that is like a predominantly white field so I think it's amazing that you are setting the standard and that you are hyping yourself up and that you know your value and that you're out here educating people because a lot of times we don't know what we don't know but when I like Erica said when I see somebody that looks like me and they're mm -hmm. educated and they're so relatable, then obviously I'm more, you know, liable to reach out to them and different things like that. And that's literally what I've learned that life is about. As we build and as we grow and as we network, we have to have people like each other yeah, to be better exactly. for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. And I actually have someone at my office ask me, um, who do I listen to and like who inspires me the most? And yeah. everything like that and he was so shocked that I said um people who look like me yeah. <laughs> you know? because I'm yeah. like <laughs> like yeah. that's who's influenced you know that's who I'm influenced the most by because I feel like I am more relatable relatable I can relate to them more as far as their yeah. journey their story how they got to where they are I'm sure my journey will look more similar to theirs yeah. So it's just, it's definitely something that I am glad that I did go into because yeah. more people do need to know that it's not even all about getting degrees. Like you don't need a degree in real estate. All you need is a license, you know, yes. six courses. It's expensive. Granted, <laughs> to have your real estate license, it is expensive, yeah. but it's a trade. I mean, and it's a very lucrative trade. Like I don't have a cap to how much I can make. Yeah. There is no salary cap. There's, yeah not one whatsoever it's just what are you going to get out here and do are you going to only make five hundred dollars this month or are you going to make ten thousand dollars this month yeah. it's all on you yeah. and it's it's so worth it to not you know actually have to go granted i am in school yeah. as you guys have stated but it just feels good to know that i already have a career um a business that i'm growing and this degree that i am getting it's just going to add on to that. It's just going to add on to credentials because people yeah. like to say, oh, well, do you have a degree? I mean, 
it just it just sounds good in yeah. in my world it just sounds good yeah. you know but ultimately it's so many things out here that's will yeah. get you the bag and yeah so. girl yes and then something that you touched on earlier which really stuck out to me was that it wasn't it's not just all about you making the commission or making yeah. that money but you want to build wealth and that's yeah. something that in the black community we don't we talk don't about. really talk about it we don't really we're not really grow, uh, we don't really grow up with that mindset yeah. so mm-hmm. for you wanting to build the wealth what do you want your legacy to be and what do you want to be remembered for so i want my legacy to be um definitely as you also said that um i am documenting my process to fi- being financially independent by 30. i actually have a blog it's called five by 30. and um, i did this so that way once it happens people yeah. can just rewind and check how i did it you know the yeah. blueprint is it's going to be out there it's going to be available to you yeah. so definitely just wealth building within my legacy um leaving a mark inspiring other people to get out here and do the same exact thing inspiring ownership um just we don't see that a lot so i want us to see it more so that's what i want to be known for if i you know have to do whatever put it out there on front street for people to see that once i do it it's possible then that's what I'm doing you know we just don't see it enough we don't talk about it enough Mm -hmm. a lot of us feel like we're not worthy of it and we are very much we are and it's within arm's reach Mm -hmm. it just takes work I mean none none of this is going to happen overnight I am 24 this five by 30 that gives me six years right six right you know what I'm saying it's so realistic. It's like, if I don't hit that mark, then I must have really just not I mean, done nothing. Oh, I, love, I love the fact that you are going to make, create your blueprint yeah. in, in a mm-hmm. way because people will see the success of somebody. And we always like kind of preach about this saying that like n- nothing happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to be like, oh, well, I made it in, in one year. No, no, it's not very small percentage of people have made it in one year. It may take you 10 years to get where you want to be. And so Mm -hmm. I think that it's so real and authentic of you to just say, hey, I'm on my journey. I'm going to document it. By the time I'm 30, Mm -hmm. it would be hills and valleys and and all kinds of things I had to face. But hey, I'm here. I made it. And this is, you can see my testimony. I think that's what it's all All about. about. Yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> so definitely that's really important to me and I just want to be that person because you y'all just see the faces when people be like oh you want to be financially independent by 30 they look at me like I'm crazy but I'm like okay once I get 30 I want you to keep that same look on your face like, <laughs> right. keep that same energy exactly exactly and so I mean a lot of it is action too i mean we can say things all day long but if you're not putting action in behind it then of course you're not going to get there so i'm willing to put the work in i'm putting the work in i put the hours in i work my butt off so i know it's coming yeah yeah we absolutely love what you're doing so girl we got you you. (laughs) like that looks nice that looks nice. <laughs> I'm not that. that looks cool. I have a whole bachelorette pad. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. And so just to kind of go along with that, my client or one of my clients that I'm working with is 24. And I tell her all the time, she's an inspiration to me because she will be closing on her house at 24. And that is definitely like my ideal clientele that I want to continue to market to. um, Because the earlier you start, the better. You want to buy and then wait, not wait and then buy. Yes. So yes. you start this process now, by the time you are 30, 31, 32, 35, whatever the case may be, I mean, you've gained, uh, you've, you've grown equity for one in your home, which equity you can leverage. You can leverage it and get another property. You can leverage it and open up a business. You can do so yeah, many yeah. different things. Yeah. So it's all about doing things sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great advice. I definitely see that. Okay. Okay. So how can people get in contact with you? So we have your Instagram as The Realty Junkie, your personal, uh, your other Instagram as Erica's Locating, and mm-hmm. Facebook Erica's Locating. Is there anywhere else that people can contact you or get in contact with you if they want to talk to you, consultation, anything? Yes. So mainly I am undergoing a new uh, website, so I don't have a website that I can send anybody to, but... If you do want to contact me, you can uh, email me at ericarange at kw.com. I will repeat that one more time, ericarange at kw.com. Or you can just reach out to me via social media, which is all connected. You'll be able to find my email there as well. And um, also call me directly from social media as well. Thank you so much, Erica, for joining us today. Like, we really enjoyed you on our Dreams and Connections. Yes. And one thing before we let you go, this has nothing to do with real estate and building wealth and all that <laughs> stuff. So on one of your Instagram pages, uh-huh. <laughs> I saw that you went to Papado's, and that is Shelby and I's favorite restaurant to go. So I feel yes. like we should, we should go. go. We should go. We should go. I went two times this past weekend, okay? You but look, that type of person, because me and Erica – we love yes. to eat. That's why we can't be great because we always eat and drink. <laughs> well, you know what? So one thing that I did cut out is um, eating out on my own expense. I have uh-huh. not ate out on my own expense since probably October. So um, I have been blessed. Okay, y'all. I have been blessed. Especially Papa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you know what? Since I've been doing so good, I can't afford to do this now to eat out on my own expense because eating out is a weakness of mine. I am a big foodie. I absolutely love trying different restaurants. I love seafood. I love steak. On top of that, the food got to be expensive. You are talking about seafood. We love seafood. We love food. Yeah. <laughs> great. So let's make that happen just one time at least this year. Yes. We need to get together. Yes. Y'all let me know when y'all ready. Yes. Well, thank you yes. so much, Erica. We enjoyed you so much. Y'all thank you. Thank up. you for having me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> So I really enjoyed Erica. I'm glad she joined us today. Me too. Like she literally, literally, literally dropped so many gems, dropped so many, so much knowledge and different things like that. But what I really like admired about her, it's just like bomb to see like a woman being a boss, but to see like a woman of color taking up space 
in a space where people don't look like us. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Just educating, informing, and putting people on. Because at the end of the day, like, that's what it's all about. Like, we're all supposed to, like, educate each other and push each other and put each other on game and different things like that. So I really admired and respect her so much just for, like dropping keys because i learned some stuff that i didn't know exactly me too and so i just hope that everyone listening learned something or took some kind of gem from her because she dropped them and you met another erica so i feel like you met another me really which i've always wanted you to have why (laughs) two of me girl two ericas in your life but you didn't want so I asked Erica one time, like, how would she feel if there were two of me and I were twins? Mm-mm. Erica, what did you say? Uh, it's a no for me, dog. How about she can't take two of us? I, I was like, why? Uh, that's another day for another podcast. Anyway, Erica tried to play me. No, I'm kidding. But no, for real, we are going to go out to Papa She thinks I'm playing where No, we're we real are. life friends now. No, we are. Like, we, I started a whole group chat. Group chat, girl chat. So stay tuned because, girl, we're going to be eating on some shrimp. And some hurricanes. So, (laughs) but we just really enjoyed her. So thank you, girl, for joining us. So let's move on to our mentor moment. So this segment is when we ask, or we actually read a listener letter where they ask us a question and then we help them with our Dr. Phil advice. (laughs) So um, it says, hi, Erica and Shelby. So I've started my own business five years ago while holding down a full-time job and taking care of my family. But at this point, I feel like I'm losing the passion I had at the beginning of starting my business. It has been through ups and downs, and I have such a huge vision in where I can see it growing. But I'm beginning to feel like I have too much on my plate and start to burn out, where my passion is starting to fade, and it seems like I'm just going through the motion. How do you stay dedicated to your dreams? Help. What you got? Um, a few things, but I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it short. Um, <laughs> I think the first thing is that I feel like when you have burnout, that's your body and your mind telling you that you need to take a break and that you need to reset and to refocus. Yeah. I think that we have this mentality that we gotta grind, 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 and that's true. But you gotta sleep, 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 rest, 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 mm-hmm. and do all those things. As we say it all the time, like you can't be the best version of yourself if you don't take care of yourself. Yes. So when you start to burn out. You can't pour into your business. You can't be the best business person and you can't do what you need to do. So I think the first thing is you need to take some time for yourself. Whether that's a weekend, a day, or setting time in the evenings to go to sleep earlier. That's the first thing. The second thing is it doesn't sound like you have the right team around you. Because if you're the boss and you're the owner and you're running things, you need to make sure that you have people around you that can run your business like a machine, even if you aren't there. I think sometimes we get so caught up when things are ours that we want to do everything and we want to be everything to the business. But if you're a business person, you got to learn how to... Delegate. Delegate, (laughs) yeah. That's where you have to learn to delegate and to do what you need to do best. And I think the third thing is you got to do things outside of your business that make you happy. Mm -hmm. Outside of your business that pour into you, that give you energy, and that re-energize you. So that's what I would say. In addition to all of that, I think that, you're like you were saying earlier, you're not always going to feel like doing it. You're not always going to feel motivated. You're not always going to feel that fiery passion every single day. Like That would be a blessing if we could all feel that, but that's just not reality. You're dealing with your emotions and your mindset, like a lot of everyday things. So I wouldn't rely on my feelings of being passionate about what I'm doing. 
I would just uh, focus on the goal at hand and and always remembering why you started your business because you can that passion is always there. I really believe it's, if it's truly your passion, it's never gonna leave you. Yeah, it may be suppressed in there. You may kind of resent it because you're tired, but like you just said, like learn when to take your breaks and learn when yeah. to just stop. Burnt, uh, being burnt out so I also feel like when you feel like you have too much on your plate because I already feel that way and I'm like girl you ain't even gotten to the the meat of what you need to do y'all's brand so I think sometimes when you feel like you have too much on your plate you have to sometimes I literally have to write down everything that I got on my plate yeah and prioritize it and, yeah. and figure out okay what can I do on this day or this week and sometimes I will get myself overwhelmed by looking at the month and I'm like, don't look at the month. Look at this week. Look at the next three days. Look at the next two days. Yeah. And pri- prioritize it that way, and it'll be less uh, overwhelming. Yeah. And so I think that's probably when you just get overwhelmed, you get frustrated, you feel like your passion's not there, and you're just going through the motions. There has to be a break, and there has to be some kind of change. It's okay to change your strategy. And like yeah. you said, if you got a good team around you, delegate more. I have that issue period where I feel like I'm gonna just do it <laughs> like yeah, but that's not gonna work to be a successful be as ex- successful as you want to be so yeah that's our advice just I think it a way to stay dedicated is to recharge refocus take your time yeah reprioritize and pick it back up again. yeah um so if you have a question like this that you want us to answer you want our take on email us at all things melanin tv at gmail.com or slide in our DM, shoot your shot on Instagram at, all, the <laughs> at all things Damn. melanin underscore underscore. So lastly, we will leave you with our words of encouragement, which comes from the Bible verse, Proverbs 23, 7. So it's real short and sweet like me. It says, <laughs> for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So this is really simple, but I love this verse because it's basically saying you are what you think you are. You are what you say you are. Um, so I always like to remind myself is like, watch what you think about yourself. Yeah. Watch what you say to yourself. Cause recently, like I've been starting journaling, which has been so therapeutic for me. But, yeah. um, one thing that I wrote down the other day was asking God, like, what are three things that like, I wanted him to tell me like, what are three things? How does he see me? Mm-hmm. I know what the scripture says, but I wanted to know like exactly from like, God, what do you, how do you see me? Like, yeah. what are the three things? He gave me one word. I was like, sir, that ain't three. Um, <laughs> but you do what you want to do. You the ruler of the universe. Do what you you want to do. <laughs> you got it. Um, but my point is, is saying that is that the word he told me, it really made me realize that I have to think of the, think of myself as this. Yeah. Right. Because I can't depend on you to tell me that. Yeah. I can't depend on my mom to tell me that. They can tell me all day, but if I don't believe in who I think I am in my heart, then I'm not that. Yeah. So if you think you're a failure, guess what? You're a failure. You think you broke, guess what? You are broke. But if you think you bomb, you're beautiful, then you're all you're of those things. You're an amazing friend, too. you're an amazing woman, yeah. then you're all those things. And yeah. I've even gotten to the point where sometimes I will write down something like an affirmation on my mirror. Yeah. And I'll make sure I say it every day. Okay, Mary Jane. You know, you just got to do it. Well, not the sticky notes, but <laughs> maybe like something on my mirror. So yeah. it's helpful because you sometimes you get in a rut and you just be like hard on yourself. Yeah. I'm one of those people who's I'm extra hard on Always myself. critical. And I think we're all like kind of self-critical, but I think it's important to watch what you say of yourself. Oh, for sure. you want to make sure that you know that whatever you think you are, you are. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? 
I would say, friend, that you took everything. <laughs> really? Did I take it all? Yeah. But okay. that was not for real. That was really <laughs> okay. beautiful. Okay. So, since I took it all, um, I will leave us with a prayer. So, take us on out in prayer, Pastor? Yes. But After this, we will be taking collection. Yes. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, just kidding. Okay. So, bow your head. Close your eyes. If you're driving, sway, sway with, with it. it. <laughs> So, dear God, we humbly come before you and we just thank you for this day that you have blessed us with. Thank you for your grace, your protection, your peace, your joy. Thank you for being a good God. Thank you for all of your blessings that you bestowed on us and thank you for the blessings that are to come. We just thank you for being a great God to us and we know that we are uh, what we think we are. And I just pray for anyone that's listening under the sound of our voices that this verse resonates with them and that they start to speak affirmations over themselves and they start to see themselves as you see them and they start to speak those things um, over their lives and that all of the negativity or the doubts or the fears that they have over themselves will be lifted as they give them to you to lift the burden and I just pray that everyone has a blessed and favored week in Jesus name I pray amen amen